Does pushing buttons mean live? You're on. Yeah. Yeah. I can turn on all the cameras. What you mean? It could mean so many things. <laughs> I'm just pushing buttons. <laughs> no fun doing that. All right. Ready. Good evening, everybody, and shalom. Shalom. Praise God. Welcome to another Wednesday night Bible study. Hallelujah. Yes. A reading from John chapter 4. Uh, I lost my place. Here we go. John 24. I got it. Okay. <laughs> Verse 34. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of Him who sent me and to finish His work. Yes. Do you not say that there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Let's pray. Praise God. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the mighty name of Yeshua. We thank you now, Lord, for another opportunity to read from your word. We pray, Lord, that you would speak through our pastor to us, stir our hearts and convict us, Lord, to do your will so that we too may gather where we have not sown. Father, what we know not, we ask that you would teach us. What we have not, Lord, we ask that you would give to us. And what we are not, Lord, tonight, we pray that you would make us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Shana, my boys are going to be happy because one of these sauces they really love, and so, and they ran out. So, perfect timing. Praise God. Um, I hope they're doing good in their new place and decorating and everything in New Jersey. Uh, thank you guys for being here tonight. My wife is here. Praise God. And uh, let's get started. Um, Tonight's title is what? Pastor Ben, the rapture, the rapture trumpet versus the last trumpet, right? I was about to start on Revelation chapter 19 for the booklet that we're putting together so people can understand the, the book of Revelation more clearly. And when I got to, uh, when I was started writing Revelation chapter 19, um, the Lord said this is like the most exciting chapter of the whole Bible and that everybody when they read Revelation chapter 19 should just get goose pimples you know because it talks about the return of Christ and he's coming on this white horse and he has his name written on him and the, the word the the, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And, um, and the Lord says, this is the last trump. This is when the last trump blows. Because at this time, um, uh, the King is about to appear and 
everyone's going to have resurrected bodies and everything is about to change because you were about to go into the millennium Christ is going to be back on the earth okay so um, he was explaining to me like Revelation chapter 19 is the most exciting but since people don't really know what the trumpets are all about then you don't you think that um, uh, like people ask uh, well you know when the last trump you know the seven trumps of Revelation that that's the rapture trumpet right and I'm like yes and no you know because they don't really understand the the meaning of the trumpets okay so the Lord wanted us as a body of Christ to understand the meaning of the trumpets because if you understand the meaning of the trumpets you'll understand when they blow the trumpet what that particular trumpet is for and um, the, the, the last trump which we'll talk about today there is a last trump in the book of Revelation the last of the seven trumpets but when it's talking about Rosh Hashanah it's not talking about that trumpet it's talking about another series of trumpets of 99 trumpets then a hundred trumpets blown but even when that hundredth trumpet is blown it is a dress rehearsal for the nation of Israel to practice every year okay um, and the, the poor, the, the Jewish guys uh, that I listened to, they're very good Bible teachers, um, they said that, that the rabbis have completely messed it up because they're calling the Feast of Trumpets Rosh Hashanah. And they're like, it's the seventh month of the year. How in the world can it be Rosh Hashanah? It's not the new year. He said the, the, the rabbis got everybody running around said Happy New Year to each other, you know, Rosh Hashanah, uh, Shana Tovah, and he says, they're saying this is not even the New Year. We all know that um, Rosh Hashanah lands in the seventh month of the year. What kind of people are running around in the seventh month of the year saying Happy New Year? <clears throat> so, um, but God gave them this, this time period this Rosh Hashanah, which what they call, and the God calls it uh, 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 Yom Teruah, the, the, the time of the blowing of the trumpets. And so God gave them this, and what, were the, what, what are the seven festivals for? They are dress rehearsals, right? All of the feast days are all dress rehearsals. So they are, they are dress rehearsals for the for the prophetic way of how God is going to operate for the next 6,000 years. So every time you're reading about a feast day, God calls it a holy mikra, which means that for, from this point on, I want your people to practice this and uh, until, the, until, if not just a dress rehearsal, that means the real play is going to happen at some time, right? So he says, practice this until it happens. Or this is a dress rehearsal until this prophecy comes true. So Passover was a dress rehearsal, okay? Every year on the 14th of Nisan, they get a lamb. Since they came out of Egypt, they get a lamb. They take the lamb. They bind the lamb to the sacrifice. At 
twilight. Same time Jesus Christ died on the cross, they killed the lamb at the same time Jesus died on the cross, okay? So they're just, so now every time they do Passover, they were practicing for the coming of the real lamb, okay? And Pentecost was a practice for 50 days after the wedding. And then, so all of this stuff is for them to practice what, what the feast days so that as they come true, you can say, okay, we can chop that one off. We, we fulfilled that one. So God, so Jesus comes and he fulfills what? Passover. Then Jesus resurrects from the ground on the feast of first fruit. Okay? They're practicing unleavened bread because he is the unleavened bread. Okay? There's no sin in him. They're practicing unleavened bread. And then at Pentecost, um, there is a, a, a new relationship and a new marriage that takes place. So all these dress rehearsals start happening. So the first dress rehearsals were Passover, first fruit, unleavened bread, Pentecost, or, or we'll say um, uh, 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 first fruit and unleavened bread being the same. So you'll say the first three feasts were fulfilled when Christ came, okay? All, so they, they don't really have to do those dress rehearsals anymore. But the Feast of Trumpets, it still has to be practiced. Because at some time, God is going to come, but he's, when is he going to come? At the last trump, okay? So every year at Rosh Hashanah, they go out, um, they say, oh my goodness, the moon has disappeared. Did you guys know that the moon disappears every month, right? Okay, the moon has disappeared. Nobody on earth can see the moon, okay? So the moon disappears from the sight of the earth, okay? The moon is representing the church because I'm trying to let you know that at some time this is going to happen. It's going to disappear from the sight of the earth. Now, when the moon disappears, the rabbis go out and they're looking for the new moon. And they're waiting to blow because up, on this, up until this point, they've blown 99 trumpets representing 99, uh, representing nine different things and representing different things for, for the trumpets. Some are gatherings, and that's what you're going to learn tonight. The reason for the trumpets tell you what they're for. So they're blowing trumpets, but they know they can't blow the the the. the the great trumpet or the gadol shofar until they see the sighting of the new moon. Until the bride appears in the sky, they can't blow the, 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 the final trumpet. So that trumpet has meaning. <clears throat> their dress rehearsaling our, is that a word? Where they're doing a dress rehearsal for our, for our, for the, for the rapture and the taking away of the people but they're going out and they're doing it in the form of trumpets okay now uh, um, you like your booklet it's a pretty nice picture we got there with the seven trumpets so I want to explain to you the difference between the rapture trumpets which is Rosh Hashanah and the seven trumpets that are blown in the book of Revelation we've gone over that um, they blow three in their judgment, and then 
Then the, the next four are really what they call woe trumpets, and they're not blown immediately. They take, uh, they take quite a bit of time, and the last trumpet isn't blown until, we'll, we'll talk about it, why, and why the last trumpet has to, has to wait, okay? So I'm going to read this because uh, it'll be easier for me. This chapter is about, Revelation chapter 19 is about the glorious return of Jesus Christ with all of his saints. Do you realize that? Jesus is coming back with all of his saints. Yes. Jesus is on a cloud riding uh, uh, on a white horse with the, with, the, uh, with the called, which is the church, with the chosen, which is the Jewish believers, and with the faithful, those who died or, uh, who died or were taken up at the end of the tribulation. So the called, the chosen, and the faithful, Jesus is returning with all of them, tribulation saints, uh, Jewish believers, and the church, he's returning back to earth. This is called the last trump. This is the last trump of the tribulation. No more delay. So when they blow the last trump, which is a woe trumpet, uh, in the book of Revelation, they, they announce no more delay. Now Jesus, now the king is about to come. You understand? And you, okay, so let's, let's, let's read this. It says, traditionally, each of these themes is also symbolized by the blowing of a series of, a series of short, uh, medium tones on the shofar. According to tradition, they together form 99 uh, uh, blasts or blows. This series is closed by the 100th tone, which is, which is uh, very prolonged. So it's a long bl uh, trumpet blast. This tone is also called the last trumpet or the Tekiah Gedola, which is the, the great trumpet, okay? Now, Paul says, that the last trumpet is blown when the Messiah returns before, the, before his body, when the dead of, in Christ are raised and all believers are facing him. The last trumpet is the end of the harvest of resurrections. You understand? So the last trumpet presents two things. The king is returning. It is the end of the harvest. That's the last trumpet. You don't let blow the last trumpet if the king's not coming back. Amen. You understand? Yeah. So when you're talking about the Revelation chapter, when, you, when they blow the last trump, that means the king is about to come back. Okay? And you'll see that as we continue to study this. So I, uh, off Kabad.org, let me read this from Kabad.org. Um, Let's see here, the Feast of Trumpets. Okay. Um, the Feast of Trumpets is actually, uh, I want, is that where I stopped you guys? The Harvest of Resurrection. Okay. The Feast of Trumpets is actually quite unknown to most Christians. Perhaps you have never thought about it uh, yourself and never thought of searching the sky to detect the crescent moon um, as an expression uh, uh, of alertness. Yet, again, this is a festival 
in which uh, Christ is central. In all aspects, it is a revealing to us that the next heavenly event of God's calendar, uh, there are Christians who do not have a clear picture of the rapture of the church, which is not the last trumpet. You hear that? The rapture of the church is not the last trumpet. Okay? And we'll, you, we'll, we'll find out more. Christ, uh, Christians find it uncomfortable as it might uh, not fit their theological framework. But just as the Day of Atonement and the Feast of Tabernacles reflect important future events in God's plan of salvation, we need to investigate the new covenant, okay, and the meaning of the Feast of Trumpets, okay? So, um, uh, that part was from uh, 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 Hebrew for Christians. This part is from uh, the Jewish side. It says, by blowing the 30 blasts, we fulfill our scriptural obligation. To understand the reason for the next 60 blasts, we need a little background information about Musaf Ahmadad of Rosh Hashanah, telling us that God says to us on Rosh Hashanah, read before me verses whose themes are sovereignty and remembrance. Sovereignty so that you should crown me as king and remembrance that I should remember you for good. Okay, so you're blowing the trumpet, but the trumpet is for what? To crown me as king. You're not going to blow the trumpet unless you're ready for me to come and to crown me as king. Yes. Okay, so all of this blowing, all of this saying, oh, the, 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 when the, when the, when the trumpet blasts. So what kind of trumpet are we listening for? Here, let's. Okay, let's go to the next page on page three. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 24. Speak to the children of Israel in the seventh month of the first day of the month, you shall have a Sabbath rest, a memorial blowing of the trumpets, a holy convocation, okay? It says, notice that God does not call the day Rosh Hashanah. He calls it the day of trumpets, okay? This is after all, Moses and God is no longer calling Tishri the first month of the year. It is not the head of the year. It is not Rosh Hashanah, it's Yom Teruah. In the book of Numbers, chapter 10, Moses is given two silver trumpets. Silver is the blood of the Messiah. Moses is a typology of Jesus who will blow the silver trumpets. So now, if you go to um, Numbers chapter 10, you don't have to, it's on your page, you'll see that the trumpets are blown and they have different sounds, okay? So when I blow a certain trumpet, they know, oh, we, we, that trumpet is for us to gather together. That trumpet is for us to now continue on a journey. This trumpet is for this. This trumpet, oh, the king is coming back, but you're not gonna hear that trumpet until what? Until the last trump 
because the king is coming back. So in, in, in it, it gives you this, okay? In the scripture, the trumpets are blown. These are the, these are the reasons. To begin a journey in a day of gladness. Does that sound like the rapture? So the trumpet can be blown for taking a journey in a day of gladness, okay? The trumpet can also be blown to assemble the people of God. So there's a separate sound for people to hear so that you can assemble the people of God. So that's the trumpet that we're listening for. When Jesus, when we hear Jesus say, come up here, it's an assembly trumpet. It is not, I'm returning, because that would be the last trump. It's an assembly trumpet. So it's calling us to come and assemble, okay? Now, it says, to an, it, the, there's a trumpet that is blown to announce war and judgment. That sounds like he's coming back, right? There's a trumpet that uh, is blown for festivals and offerings. There's a trumpet that is blown when a son is returning from war. There's a trumpet that is blown for jubilee because all sins have been, or all debt has been forgiven. Okay? And there's a trumpet called the Godot trumpet, which means a king is now returning. Yes. Okay? No trumpet, no last trumpet can be blown until the king is returning. Okay? Let me, before I begin to read this, I want to go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Okay? Because here's Paul. And this is beautiful. It says in, 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 in uh, chapter 15, verse 51, it says, listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye at the what? The last trump. Everybody will be changed when? At the last trump. Have there already been resurrections? Yes, because the Old Testament saints have already been resurrected. Will there be an, another resurrection that's about to happen? Yes, because the church saints will be resurrected and raptured. You understand? This is why, why he's going to say in this chapter, we will not all sleep. What does he mean by we will not all sleep? We will not all experience death, but we will all be changed. You may not experience death, but everybody's going to get a resurrected body yeah. that believes in Christ. Okay? Yeah. So this is what Paul is explaining. But he's letting you know it happens. It doesn't happen. The full resurrection of everybody doesn't happen until what? The last trump. Okay? It says, uh, um, listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep but we will all be changed. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, okay? For the trumpet will sound, and the dead in Christ will, will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must be clothed itself with imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed Within, with, imperish, with imperishable and the mortal with immorality, in, in, immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. 
death has been swallowed up in victory. That means the, the fight against death is over. Okay? Why? Because the Old Testament saints have resurrected and they're in their new bodies. The, the church has been resurrected and raptured because they did all, all die, but they were all changed. And then now the tribulation saints are now in their resurrection body because now Christ is about to come back and everybody has been changed into resurrected bodies who believe in Christ. <clears throat> okay. So, knowing and understanding that, God gives us this in Numbers chapter 10. Go back to your notes on page 3. Okay? No, it says, make two silver trumpets for yourself. Moses is a representation of Jesus Christ. What, is the, the, what does silver mean in the Bible? Blood, okay? God is giving Moses two trumpets with a representation that they represent somebody who has shed their blood to blow these trumpets. Because this is a future prophecy of Jesus Christ who is going to blow this trumpet, but the trumpets are for two reasons. Watch this, okay? It says, make two silver trumpets for yourself. You shall make them of hammer work. You shall use them for calling the congregation and directing the movement of the camp. So Moses would blow these silver trumpets when? When it was time for the people of God to move. So when is Jesus going to blow the trumpet? Because it's not he's coming back trumpet. It's a I'm calling you because we're about to take a joyful trip. It's an assembly trumpet. Okay. Now, um, when they blow both of them, all the congregation shall gather before you at the door of the tabernacle. So we gather together at the door of the tabernacle, but the tabernacle in heaven. Why? Because this is an assembly trumpet. But if they blow only one, then the leaders or the head of the divisions of Israel shall gather to you. When you, uh, uh, when you sound the advance, the camp that lies on the east side shall then begin to journey. And when the assemble is to be gathered together, you shall blow but not sound uh, 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 the advance. The sons of Aaron, the priests, shall blow the trumpet, and these shall be to you an ordinance forever throughout your generation when you go to war. So when a war is about to happen, you blow the trumpet. Okay? So remember, all of these trumpets are having different understanding, different reasons. Okay? The beginning, uh, uh, they blow the trumpets for uh, the beginning of a month. They blow the trumpet for uh, uh, the sacrificing of a peace offering. Okay, we just read this in Corinthians because he says, I tell you a, a, a mystery. We shall not all sleep. We shall not all experience death, but we will all get a resurrected body if you're in Christ. You understand? Because... Christ is the first fruit of the resurrection. That means the first fruit of the harvest is Christ. The same body that Christ resurrected in is promised to you 
and the harvest is in three parts. So he says, this is why I want you to go to, to Jerusalem three times a year, because the harvest is going to be barley, wheat, and fruit, okay? But when the fruit harvest at the last trump is, for, is blown, then now everybody has resurrected bodies. Now the king is about to return, blow the last trumpet. Now when the last trumpet comes, the king can present itself. Okay, let's go over to the next page. Okay. Now, many people always ask me, Pastor Sandy, what about the children? Do the children go in the, res in the, in the rapture? Let's read this and see, because now it should be clear to us, right? It says, blow the trumpet in Zion. Consecrate a fast. Call a what? A secret assembly. So the trumpet that's blown is for what? To bring together the assembly. So this is not Christ returning, right? This is Christ calling an assembly of the believers up. Okay? How do we know? Here you go. Gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and nursing babes. Let the bridegroom go out of his chuppah. So who's the bridegroom? Jesus. And the bride from her dressing room. Who's in a dressing room? Who's getting ready to meet the bridegroom? The church. So we're leaving our dressing room, which is earth. He's leaving the chuppah in Zion because we don't get married on the cloud. What happened with Isaac? We met when he came down, but we went back up to get married. Okay? So now he leaves his hoopah in, in Zion. He comes down. The church leaves her dressing room and she goes up because a trumpet has been blown and it says, call an assembly. So we're called up to assemble. Okay? It says, let the priests, now watch this, who minister to the Lord weep. Now he's talking to Israel. Between the porch and the altar, let them say, spare your people, O Lord, and do not give your uh, heritage uh, uh, to reproach, that the nations should rule over them. Why should they say among the people, where is their God? So you see what prayer, what prayer happens after the church and the assembly and the babies go up and the bride and the wedding happens, what happens with the Jewish people? He said, weep between the porches. And he says, and say this prayer. <clears throat> what prayer are we saying? Spare your people, O Lord. Do not give your heritage to reproach that the nation should not rule over them. So that means now they're about to be in the tribulation, but the gathering trumpet for the church has been blown and the children are gone, and the babes are gone, and we're in the kingdom, and now Israel is praying for protection, and which God is going to give to them, okay? Then the Lord will be zealous for his land and pity his people. The Lord will answer and say to his people, behold, I will send you grain and new wine and oil, and you will be sanctified by them, and I will no longer make you 
a reproach among the nations. But I will remove far from you the northern army and will drive him away into the barren desolate with his face toward the eastern sea and his back toward the western sea and, and stench will come, up, will come up and his foul odor will rise because he has done uh, uh, monstrous things. So God is about to destroy the enemies of God. He's going to destroy Satan. He's going to destroy the Antichrist. He's going to destroy the beast when he returns. But know and understand, how does this begin? How does this begin? Joel chapter 2 verse 15. Blow the trumpet. What kind of trumpet? The assembly trumpet. Blow the assembly trumpet. Where are you going to blow it? Who's blowing it? Come up here. Where's that voice coming from? from Zion, okay? Consecrate a fast, call a secret assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, okay? This is a rapture scenario, it's telling you I'm also taking the children and even the babes still, still uh, nursing, okay? Let's go to the next page. Ooh, there's no next page. <clears throat> okay, here we go. I am now in I am now in the scriptures, okay? I am now in the scriptures. Okay. Um let's this is what I, I uh, the Lord wanted me to show you. Now Revelation chapter 19, the Lord says, because remember I said I'm doing this book, but I'm 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 giving God the title the, as the author. So the Lord says the Revelation 19 and the book of Revelation is in 2nd Kings chapter 1. The whole story is right there, okay? So we can go to 2nd uh, 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 Kings chapter 1, okay? You guys there with me? I'll wait till you get there. 2nd Kings chapter 1. Is this it? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What is it? First Kings chapter one. Hold up. I gotta make sure I'm in the right spot. Yes, I'm sorry. First Kings chapter one. Okay. <clears throat> First Kings chapter one. Here's here's the here, here's the tribulation. You guys, watch this. When David was old and well advanced in years, he could not keep warm even when they put covers over him. So his servant said to him, let us look for a young virgin to attend the, to attend the king and take care of him. She can lie beside him so that the Lord, the king, may keep warm. And they searched throughout Israel for a beautiful girl and found Abishag the Shunammite. Okay, they found Abishag the Shunammite. Yeah, let me, uh, sorry. Okay, I forget. <laughs> they found Abishag the Shunammite. Okay, now, they bring Abishag the Shunammite, they, uh, uh, they bring her into the palace to comfort the king. Okay, so now, here is this Gentile woman. Abishag is a Shunammite. Now, I want you to know and understand this. 
Shun, the Abishag the Shunammite is the one who goes into the kingdom. She goes into the palace, okay? You're gonna see the same, another woman, and her name is Shulamite, which is both really the same thing, except because they're both from this place called Shunim, and they're both Gentiles. So this Gentile woman goes into the palace, okay? Now, let's see what happens after she goes into the palace. Then they searched throughout Israel for a beautiful girl and found uh, Abishag, the Shunammite, and brought her to the king. The girl was very beautiful, and she took care of the king and waited on him, but the king had no intimate uh, relation with her. So there's a beautiful Gentile that just moved into the palace. Verse 5. Now, Adonijah, whose mother was, uh, was Haggiah, put himself forward and said, I will be king. Now, Adonijah means Lord God. So this guy is giving himself the title of being God. And he has taken upon himself to make himself be the king of the world or be the king over Israel, okay? So Adonijah, uh, whose mother was Haggai, put himself forward and said, I will be king. So he got ch chariots and horses ready, 50 men to run ahead of him. His father uh, had never interfered with him by asking, uh, why do you behave as you do? He was very handsome and was, and was uh, born next to Absalom. Adonijah conferred with Joab, the son of Zeruah, and Abathar, the priest, and, and they gave him their support. So now you've got Adonijah, who is a, who's calling himself God, he goes out and he gets a priest to help him and he gets a military guy to help him. So now you have a trinity. You're having the Antichrist, the false prophet, and you have the beast in the book, book of Revelation. And remember, the Antichrist is coming as what? As a king. He's coming pretending to be Jesus. So now... The book of, the, the book of uh, uh, Kings is telling us this is how it's going to go. Um, Christy uh, Calhoun, she graduated, I, 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 if I mess up your last name, she graduated from the Rashawn Messianic Bible class, right? And she, one thing that she put in her uh, final uh, exam was that um, Joseph married a Gentile woman and moved into the palace and, and they moved into the palace before the seven year famine began. And, and you know, it's, it's great when you hear a simple question because the simple question is this, if Joseph is representing Jesus and Joseph took a Gentile bride before the seven years of famine began, how does anybody say that the, the, the bride does not uh, go until the middle of the tribulation. It, it, and here, right here, what you're reading is that this beautiful woman goes into the palace before the Antichrist comes. You see what I'm saying? 
this beautiful bride goes into the palace. She's in the palace with King David, and then Adonijah comes. Okay? So you can't say, oh, the Antichrist is going to come and he's going to start this, and then three and a half years later, then we're going to get wrecked. Because you would be completely off of God's story. And that is the problem with bad Bible teachers. They don't stick with what the author wrote. So they start coming up with their own ideas of what scripture is supposed to be. The Bible tells you everything. Everything. You don't have to go and ask anybody anything about what's going on on the earth, who people are, what nationalities, where they come from, who, why people speak different languages. Everything is in the Bible. God has already put how he's going to rescue this world and he's already told you that he's going to take a Gentile woman, a Gentile bride, he's going to bring her into the palace, then he's going to release the Antichrist upon the world. Okay? Here it is. Now, so now he's got these three and, uh, and of course, David, uh, 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 Nathan goes and he, and he, he confronts he confronts David, he confronts the king. He wants to know, tell you, ask your mother to go to the king and say, didn't you say, David, King David, that your son, Solomon, is going to be king? Yes, I did. God Almighty, did you already say that Jesus Christ is going to be king over the whole earth? Yes, I did. Well, why is it that the Antichrist is down there claiming himself to be God and he has a false prophet and a, and a military beast with him and they're claiming that they're going to rule over the earth? So God says, okay, David says, look, go get, put my son on a donkey and get the armies and bring them behind them and, 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 and hit the drums and blow a trumpet. Why? Because the king is about to come. Yes. I'm trying to see where that exact one is, but I think it was in one. Okay. Well, anyway, his instructions are to them, blow the trumpet. Why? Because when you, march when you march Solomon in to be king, blow the trumpet. Why? Because a king is coming. You understand? So therefore, that trumpet is called a Godot trumpet. Why? Because it presents the coming of the king. Okay? So, if he had blown a, 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 a assembly trumpet, that would have meant gathered the people together but no we're going to blow a trumpet a good old trumpet because now it's the end of time okay now we just read that and that was so let's go to song of songs chapter six okay chapter six and this is the most one of my this is my favorite i, I love this it says this it says this is this this woman and she is from Shunim. She's from Shunim. She's from the same place that the woman who went into the palace to be with David is from. She's a Shunammite. 
She's from Sunim. And, her, and, and they calling her the Shulamite. But if you, if you look at the, 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 the Hebrew, it's, it's the same place. And even in the notes here, it says this. It says the Shulamite, beloved, is the variant of the Shunamite. The Shulamite, it, the beloved, is, is, the, is a variant of the Shunamite, um, a young woman from Shunim, okay? So this we're talking about the same Gentile area and a beautiful woman from the same Gentile area. What does Shulamite mean? Perfect peace. It's the female addition, um, add, add, because Hebrew is a, is a, is a, um, a language that's male and female. It's the feminine of Solomon. So she's marrying Solomon and she's taking his name, peace. She's in perfect peace. She's taking on the name of Solomon, okay? But she's from Shunim. And look what happens with her. She says, I went down to the grove, to the nut trees, to look at the, at the new growth on the, in the valley, uh, to see if the vine had budded and the pomegranates were in bloom. That's why I say summer is, is this time right now. It says, before I realized it, my desire, a title for Jesus, set me among a royal chariot of my people. So now she's sitting in a royal chariot, okay, of a nation of people or a group of people. She said, these are my people. These are people that are like me, okay? Now, it says, my desire set me among a royal chariot of my people. Then the Jews, the Jewish nation says, come back, come back, Shulamite. Come back, come back that we may gaze upon you. Then Jesus says, why would you gaze upon the Shulamite uh, on the, um, as you did as on the dance of Mehanim? So Christ is really saying, when it was time to make David king, you chose the Antichrist. You chose the wrong king. You chose Ishboel. When it was time to make Solomon king, here this other guy comes. So God is telling us the story. And one of the jobs that I have as a born as a born again Christian who's been called by God, God was telling me today. Drew was telling me. She said, but God said. I have called you to teach the church so that they can't be lied to. Because even now, they're still trying to tell you, get ready, you might go through part of the tribulation. God says, that's stupid. <laughs> and anyone preaching that is not preaching my story. They're preaching their own story. I'm not going to sit up here and worry about that Oh, they're going to turn me into a robot. I'm worried about AI. I'm worried about uh, the, uh, uh, the chip. I'm going to have to take the chip. I'm worried about uh, uh, the famine. We're, gonna have to, we're not going to have anything to eat. Is all of that stuff planned? Yes. Does it apply to me? No, I'm in the palace with the king. The famine is on the outside of the palace. Yeah. Oh, Pastor Sandy, you're not preparing the people for what if it does? What do you mean, what if? What if Israel doesn't come back to, to the land in 1948? 
What if they don't win the war in 1967? What if Jesus doesn't die on the cross and resurrect? Don't say what if when it comes to the Bible. Amen. Say, oh, that's how, that's what it says. That's what's going to happen. That's right. So the Bible is telling us, prepare yourself to leave. Okay? So he gives this story twice. And it uses a Gentile woman from Shunim twice letting you know this is a Gentile church that's being that's leaving first. Okay? Let me uh, finish with this last thing. Let's go to Revelation chapter 10. Okay. Revelation chapter 10 verse 5. It says the angel, wait a minute, let me, let me explain first, okay? You got these seven trumpets in the book of Revelation. And these seven trumpets, the first three are judgment trumpets. I mean, when they blow their trumpets, bad things happen on the earth, okay? Then when it's time for the, the, the fourth trumpet, the angel says, oh my goodness, wait. Because now these are woe trumpets. When you hear these trumpets, big things are going to happen, okay? So they, 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 they do the first woe trumpet, and guess what the first woe trumpet is? Michael has a war with Satan in heaven, and Satan gets kicked down to earth. And that trumpet blows, and that's a woe trumpet. Oh my goodness, now the one that was up there is now down here. Woe to my people. Okay, so these are, but when you get to, now you're going through them, you won't hear the seventh trumpet because the seventh trumpet is representing what? The coming of the king. Listen, you can't blow the seventh trumpet until the king is coming. <clears throat> Therefore, a Rosh Hashanah trumpet could never be, it could never be the second coming. A Rosh Hashanah trumpets were designed to show you that they have different sounds. There's, there's assembly trumpets. They're calling you for joy. They're calling you up. Okay? But now this seventh trumpet is about to blow, and we're in Revelation chapter, chapter 10, verse 5. Then the angel I had seen standing on the sea and on the land raised his right hand to heaven and swore <clears throat> by him who lives forever and ever, who created the heavens and all that is in them, uh, the earth and all that is in it, and the sea and all that is in it, and said, there will be no more delay. But in the day when the seventh angel is about to sound his trumpet, the mystery of God will be accomplished just as the as he announced to his servants the prophets you understand so now when this seven trumpet he said there'll be no more delay why the king is coming blow the seventh trumpet why the king is coming blow the great Godot trumpet why the king is coming okay so When you read Corinthians chapter 15 and it says, at the last trump, we will all be changed. Don't think of yourself. It's not talking about you. 
It's talking about the very end, the very last trump that is going to be blown. Because when that last trump is blown, that means everybody has a resurrected body. And it means that death has been swallowed up in victory now. And that Jesus is back. And that there now there's no more delay. Now you get the setup for the thousand year millennium. Okay? And this is why the Lord had me go this way. He said, you can't teach Revelation 19 if they don't understand that there are different types of trumpets. And because, yes, are you going to hear a trumpet when you come? No, it's got to be Rosh Hashanah because when we hear the trumpet, we're going to go up. Well, you're going to hear an assembly trumpet. That's excellent. But you're not going to hear the great trumpet until the king returns. You understand? Okay. So now, <clears throat> on tomorrow, we can now begin in Revelation chapter 20 and start talking about the thousand-year millennium. Okay? Because now the king is back. We have resurrected bodies. We're invited to the wedding of the lamb, which appears to happen on earth. You understand? Because somebody on earth said, What they say? Come in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in. Now they made themselves ready. The, the bridegroom lands. And now Israel gets a second marriage or they get, they get remarried back to God, but under a new covenant, yeah. okay? A new covenant. So that's the teaching for tonight. Um, I enjoyed it today, me and God, so I hope you did too. Praise God. Amen. <clears throat>
Help us, Lord, to occupy and redeem the time as you see fit. Lead us to anyone who needs to hear the gospel and give us the boldness to proclaim it with truth. Strengthen our pastor, and may we be ready to receive more words of truth from him tomorrow. We thank you, Lord, for making even this book of Revelation clear to all those who have an ear. Let them hear. And Lord, if there is anyone who has a shipwrecked faith, may today it be risen, just like you, Lord Jesus, rose from the dead. May you resurrect those whose faith has been shipwrecked and use us, O Lord, to minister to them today. And we ask this in the name of Yeshua, the King of Kings. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah.